I'm Brenda Viola with Lympha Press, and we're so glad you joined us for another inspiring interview on the Lipedema channel. Now, I have to tell you that the woman I'm about to interview, I love her already because, gosh, when I was going through a difficult time, she sent me a thank you note. Thank you for the roundtables that we do. Thank you for the interviews. Thank you for her Lympha Press. And so I'm so delighted to welcome Jenny Bojean. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yep. That absolutely works. Jenny Bojean, how in the world are you today? I am fine. It's sunny. It's spring. Life is good. And you're coming <laughs> to us from Massachusetts. Yeah, absolutely. And your journey. Well, you have lipolymphedema. When did mm -hmm. you first notice that something was different about your body? Oh, gosh. I mean, it, I've always had large legs. It's always been the way of the world. I, it just never had any anything defined. I just thought it was the way it was. My grandmother, one of my grandmothers had the same legs. And so I just thought it was my lot in life, you know. But definitely uh, junior high, high school was key. I think to knowing that I was different from anybody else I knew. Oh, you know? so what did you do about that? Now, at, at the time, and I recall back in the day, I couldn't Google what might mm -hmm. possibly be yeah. wrong with me. So did you manage it in any particular way or oh. you just lived with it? I just, I just lived with it. It was just part of me and who I was. And I was very fortunate, even in my school years, I had good friends around me and you know, that were kind of different, I think, from the rest of the world. And it was never something anybody even asked me about. It was just part of who I was and me. You know, I think the hardest thing and the most difficult thing, of course, would be finding pants that fit well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as fashion changes over times, there were times it was easier and times it wasn't. Um, you know, but it always was just, it was just part of me and just kind of lived my life along the way. So one of the things that has impressed me about you, we were talking prior to recording and you said, I've had two careers in my life and I love them both. Mm -hmm. you, you have this perspective on life that is very positive. Is that just who you've always been? <laughs> I, I guess. I, I consider myself an, either an optimistic, an, an optimistic pessimist or a pessimistic optimist. So <laughs> that people really end up thinking that I'm very positive is kind of funny. Um, but you know, it, it's always been, you know, you just kind of go through each day. I have, I have strong family genes, I think yeah. that, you know, we're survivors. We're going to make things work. If there's a problem, we work our way through it. And so I think it's always just been who I am and where I am, um, along the way. So yeah. along the way you live your life, you are mm -hmm. an adult. When did mm -hmm. you finally get to a diagnosis? Well, it's interesting. I actually left the medical system um, in my 20s because I got very frustrated when I'd go to doctors and they'd say, you need to lose weight. And I'd say, well, here's what I do. I eat healthy. This is what I eat. This is my exercise. I manage. I used to manage a state park. So I was outside and moving around quite a bit. And they'd say, I don't know, you just, you must be lying to me. And after people say that enough to you, you just say, all right, I'm going to live my life. The medical system is for an emergency, you know, and kept on going. Um, finally, you know, you turn 50, which was a long time ago now, and you kind of think, oh, I really better see if I can get back into the medical system. Um, and 
was fortunate enough to choose a new doctor and I chose her because her last name was the same as my grandmother's maiden name, you know, just kind of hen, you know, hen picking. And it was so fortunate because she was very empathetic and very supportive. And she actually talked to me and said, you know, you may want to, we may want to look your legs, you know, she poked my legs and she said, I think you have lymphedema, but I'm not sure, you know, we ought to get you into compression. And I kind of went, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I, it doesn't hurt. And just kind of went along. And for 50 years, you've been, you yeah, know, just exactly. dealing with it. So I really wasn't that worried or didn't think about it that much. Um, but every, uh, so every year, and she kind of, what I really liked about her, she took it at my pace, you know, which tests I would do, which things I would do. So we really built a good working relationship, I think. Um, but about, let's see, when I was 60, which was a couple of years ago now, um, I actually had a teeny tiny accidental cat bite on the back of my leg where the swelling is pretty severe. Does anybody infected. ever have an intentional cat bite? <laughs> well, she was. I wanted that cat to bite me. <laughs> she was so dear. You know, she was a good cat. Um, and she really just, I was, I was, I wigged when she wagged and it was just not a pretty picture. Aww. But, um, uh, you know, I knew within about 12 hours, I thought there is something not right about this. And I, my doctor had talked to me about the risk of cellulitis and, you know, to just keep an eye out for things. So mm -hmm. um, I had a cellulitis diagnosis that over the counter, um, I'm sorry, just uh, pills that they gave me didn't work. And I ended up in the hospital for 14 days oh on goodness. IV antibiotics. I have never been in the hospital overnight. I had never been to an emergency room. So this was a real wake up call. But while I was there, there was a physical therapist there and she really encouraged me to seek out um, a certified lymphedema therapist to try to bring some of the swelling down because the cellulitis brought on a surge of fluid. I probably gained 20 pounds of fluid during that cellulitis. Oh no. And so after the hospital stay and the, the infection cleared up, I actually ended up finding um, a certified lymphedema therapist who was an occupational therapist because the PTs, the, the three PTs I found in the area were all um, booked for like six months and I could get in with the OT in 30 days. So I went to her and when I walked in the door, she took one look at me and did a quick assessment. She said, has anyone ever told you, you have lipedema too? And I'm like, why no? Tell me more. Had never uh, yeah, heard of sort of, have you ever even, lipo what? Yeah, exactly. So she, it was, it was great. She actually worked through, you know, talking about diet, talking about exercise, trying to encourage me to get to a pool, but I work full time and there really wasn't, a way to make that fit. But she uh, got me into a reduction phase uh, that we went through for a couple of months. And I lost about 15% of the volume in my legs, according to her calculations, and things leveled off. So 15% of the volume after the cellulitis? Yep. Yeah. That, so you started so, to see results and wait a minute, there's something I can do. Yeah, exactly. It was, it became a real, and I never thought of it like this before, but it, before the lymphedema, but kind of became a real knowledge is power 
type moment for me. You know, I couldn't read enough. I couldn't find enough about it because her knowledge was still somewhat limited to it. Um, but it, it was terrific. So she got me into compression uh, and I had a real interesting experience when they measured me from compression because my legs are very large. Um, she actually um, measured me. The first ones that came, I couldn't get them up my legs and I called her and she's like, oh, bring, you know, they're supposed to be difficult, but bring them in. Let's try it out. She said, oh yeah, there's something wrong here. So the they were jobst and the jobst fitter actually came down and um, remeasured me and the the around your ankle cuff it's really important and difficult to get a good measurement and I learned they they expect this in compression world sometimes that you're going to have to be refitted mm -hmm. but finally got me into compression on my lower legs and uh, the the CLT was saying well you know they'll probably find something for you that you can wear up to your waist but the fitter said, and I, I love this, she said, the only good compression is compression you wear. I'm not sure it would do a lot of good on your upper legs, but, you know, why don't you try something off the shelf? I've heard of these new things called BioFlect, you know, try them and see how they work. And so what I love the fact, because I hear and see so often on like the Facebook groups and social media about people not doing the compression because it was too hard. And it's like, you just haven't got the right one yet. Mm, you know? interesting. And we don't know to challenge if it's a custom compression that maybe it isn't measured right. You know, we just kind of think, oh, compression's supposed to be hard to get on and move on. But there are ways to make it work. So every day I wear my lower legs, I wear my BioFlex, you know, and kind of keep on going. And I've always had a fairly healthy diet, you know, whole grains, um, the only pasta would have been whole wheat pasta, brown rices on any of the, you know, the starches things. But, um, I also figured out as I started this journey that I was starting to get rashes on my mouth and rosacea, um, over like in my fifties, as I went through perimenopause and found out from my doc that sometimes you develop allergies later on. And she's like, well, we can send you for testing, but you know, and I finally figured out it was vinegars and nightshades. And I eliminated those and those two helped with reducing the non-lipedema fat. And so I started looking at my diet. I, you know, I limit my carbs to about a hundred grams a day, you know, so not terribly, I'm about moderation. You know, you still yeah. want to have some joy in life. You still want to have some pleasure. And for me, cooking and those sorts of things bring joy. So for me, it's kind of a modified sort of world that I go through to, to limit my, my carbs and watch my, my vitamins and those sorts of things that I'm intaking. But that's managed to help lose a fair bit of the, uh, during COVID, of all things, yeah. uh, the non-lipedema fat. So, and I think it's helped because I've been home. I haven't been out in the world you know, so a lot of the temptations or the desires to, to like have the sweets or whatever. And dairy, I really limit the dairy. The dairy mm -hmm. makes a big difference on the inflammation for me. Did you um, do one of those food sensitivity tests or were you yes, just I doing did. trial and error? Along the way, I became acquainted through Facebook with Cheryl, Cheryl Scolage. We love her. Uh, 
Well, and the funniest thing, she posted on a, one of the lipedema groups that she had these workout bands that she was getting rid of. Did anybody want them? And so I said, well, yeah, sure, I'd be interested because I was using them in my, my PT and OT work. And, um, and she said, well, where do you live? Before, I, before we get into this, see if it's worth it for me to ship them to you. Well, it turns out I live in a town next door to where her husband's family was. Wow. And she was driving up for, uh, to visit family. So we actually met and it was just terrific. So I this became friends with her. The serendipity of the community yep. is absolutely. amazing. And I, mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. And I'm so happy that the journey led you to, did uh, you first yeah. come out to one of our round tables after meeting Cheryl's group or how well, did that it, happen? I actually had been with her sort of, um, you know, I, I kind of work as one of her helpers on her page now. And so have been, I've known her now for probably about a year and a half, almost two years, I would think. So that was before you started the round tables. Um, That's right. I think. Yeah. yeah. So um, that came first along the way, but it, it's such, it, you're right. It's such a small world with this group, I think. It feels you know, so comforting to know that you're not alone too. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. thing that has meant so much to people. Mm. Uh, yeah. By the way, just so you know, there is a little girl behind I my shoulder see. here, Shasta Viola, the Sheltie. She's oh, 15 mm. years old. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get her out of the office before the mm. interview, but she said, no, I want to meet Jenny. <laughs> Jenny made you so happy when you got your note from her. Well, ew, I'm so glad. And I'm looking around my, my, my cat, the cat that bit me actually she she passed away of old age uh Aww. last winter just for, uh before christmas so the, the interestingly enough the first day i was sent home from work to work from home i sat here and thought i don't think it's going to be a couple of weeks i need to find a new family member and found one of the last cats because shelters were already shutting down wow. and not allowing people in but i found a cat a wonderful cat she's a black and white tuxedo named mittens and she may jump up on here at some point but right now she's more interested in the birds out the window so. i think i have a photo of you with mittens that i used on social media <laughs> mittens has been look the people and the animals that share our journey with us bring us yep. such comfort and help yep. and it's not just the physical it's the emotional state yep. of our hearts and not being alone mm -hmm. and having that pitter-patter yep. of little feet helps so yep. much She's made such a difference. I, I'm so glad that she came into my life in this past year because she's been a pleasure to have around. Um, she's curious and smart and playful. Um, so yeah, so it's been a good thing. So you may see Mittens the cat somewhere, but I think All she's right. um, distracted enough by the birds, the morning bird rounds. Oh, that's so, so fun. So I can only imagine after being told by a doctor, you must be lying to me about your diet and exercise mm -hmm. to yep. finally be diagnosed with lipedema and to realize yep. that it's not about diet and exercise right. it is a yep. disorder that no matter it's not calories in calories out so mm -hmm. now yeah. that you got to address some of the lymphedema through diet yep. and through compression what yep. about the lipedema well, you know, I, I think my goal all along since I found out about it has really been to prevent another cellulitis infection and to prevent progression. I recognize I'm late stage. And I mean, everything that's out there, the vast majority of the information out there, 
a lot of it is anecdotal and you can really get your brain wrapped up in that. You know, liposuction is good, liposuction is bad. This is good, that's bad. You need to debulk, you need to do this. Um, you know, so there's a, I really had to kind of step back and say, what do I really want to see out of life? What's my quality of life? I can still move. I use a cane because, you know, my knees, the, the, it's taken its toll on my knees. Um, but I can move, I can still walk, I can still get around, um, you know, and, and I, I've got some hypermobility. I haven't yet sought out whether I've got Ehlers-Danlos or any of those other diagnoses. I'm pretty sure I don't have any of the hard lumps of Durkham's, but, you know, uh, for me, it's about how do I prevent progression? How do I stay mobile? How do I stay independent? You know, I am single. Um, you know, so those, those things become critical to me. Can I still live my life? Yeah. And I think prior to my diagnosis, I was actually at the point of thinking, geez, I really ought to start thinking about one of those, those lifts to go up the staircase. And as I've been able to improve my mobility, because I think one of the other place, one of the other places I kind of found through the Facebook is the, the lipedema fitness and Patty. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's so fortuitous to really kind of encourage you and keep you in a forward motion. Um, and even in terms of the lymphedema, um, you know, Lymphy Strong um, is an inspiration to me and her monthly challenges. And it's like, you don't have to do the Zumba if it's Zumba this month, but if you can do the movement every day and, you know, what's your goal? Um, it really helps keep me on a movement track um, as well. So, um, it, it's been life changing to have a diagnosis finally. Before the diagnosis, I actually had really come to recognize health at every size, that movement. Um, there's a woman out there by the name of Reagan Chastain, I think, but she runs a blog called Dances with Fat. She's lovely. And she really taught me to stand up for myself in terms of the medical world. Instead of just accepting, you know, because she would recount things that just, you know, somebody would go in for a broken finger and the doctor would say, just lose weight. Instead of treating the broken finger or the sore throat, they would immediately be told, lose weight, have bariatric surgery, do this, do that. And I thought that is horrific. And Dances with Fat really encourages you to stand up for yourself. And if that's the first mode that a medical professional takes to really think about um, saying, what would you do? Do skinny people get this condition? What do you suggest for thin people first? Can we do some of those tests? Or if they say, you know, and, and it really horrifies me to even on the, the lipedema pages, when I hear of somebody whose doctor says they can't give them surgery because they're over the BMI, they don't have the equipment. Does that make us lesser people? Should we be left aside from the medical system just because we don't meet an insurance factor, which is usually what it is? So, you know, and all of that piece of me, I think, comes through uh, having found that that whole dances with fat and that health at every size type of perspective on it. These are such great recommendations. And I know for people watching, first of all, they're going to say, well, I saw that interview with Jenny Bojean. <laughs> Just like you said, I saw Patty Cornu yeah. and Cheryl yeah. Skolich. And, and the people that I have met with lipedema mm -hmm. are resilient. 
and mm -hmm. their hearts are huge. You know, there's a lot of pain that comes from being shamed yep. about your body. Mm -hmm. And yet I find that these people are just beautiful mm -hmm. because of how they have addressed the pain. Instead of getting bitter, they've gotten better and encourage the community. And so we gloriously lead to the part of your story where you got a lymphopress. So, <laughs> well, you know, and it, that's kind of interesting as well, because along the way, the, the, like, the CLT is kind of like, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I'm not sure. And I said, well, what do you think? And, and so I took information to my doc and had looked into it. And I, I really kind of decided, again, I think it's kind of like the compression. If it doesn't fit right, you aren't going to do it. So the only good compression is if you use it. And I kind of, in looking at all the different options, thought, oh gosh, all those ones with all those tubes and all those Velcro, I'll never do it. And also just from what I read about it, I thought I really kind of want to focus on the lymphopress. So my doc was very willing to write a prescription. And uh, the CLT passed it on to the, the, the pump representative in New England. And in his call to me, he's like, oh, your insurance won't cover that. I already know. It'll cover this one instead. You can do that one, but you're going to have to pay full price. And I thought, oh, that's just too discouraging. And because everybody was kind of on the fence as to whether it would help me, I just kind of dropped it for a while. And Cheryl said, yeah, no, you need to, you need to get a hold of Brenda. So, that, so yeah, bless your so heart down there in Florida. My, my other <laughs> title is Lipedema Patient Advocate. Yep. And I really take that to heart. You know, I want to fight for the lipedema yeah. community. And, you know, I, I'm. it's unfortunate that you were misguided at first about mm -hmm. what insurance would and wouldn't cover. But we have a team of experts that yep. are willing to go to bat for lipedema patients. And we're not bypassing the rules, but we are crossing no. the T's and dotting the I's. So when yep. we finally got connected, it yep. wasn't a, an immediate journey, but why don't you tell me about how you got your lymphopress and what it's doing for you? So uh, so the, fortunately, you connected me eventually. I got connected to Maria and she, the first time we submitted, you know, they said, no. And she kept fighting and helping me through the process. And we actually did get a uh, lymphedema covered, the press covered. Um, and it finally arrived in late February, I think. Um, and, you know, it, I've been kind of solid about using it twice a day. And I definitely noticed a decrease in the pain. Um, my legs definitely have a lighter feeling. I've not yet uh, taken a remeasurement because I had a break. Um, I had to have a little procedure um, in the hospital. And so I thought, all right, I'm not going to do this for a couple of weeks. So I just got back on track after, after that. So I've been back on it twice a day. I call it my blue Smurf suit. Um, but it's absolutely simple to climb in and out of, uh, which I love about it. And, um, you know, it's just a part of me. And I also had to get over the psychological uh, hurdle, if you will, of giving it twice a day, mm. you know, and I thought it, it may be not forever, but this is what the doc suggests. This is what Lymphopress suggests. I really need to try to commit to that. And you think about that, that's, we, in this journey, there's so much self-care we have to do every day to stay mobile. And it's, 
I, I probably resisted it when my doc first talked about lymphedema for me because I didn't want to try to figure out how to fit it in my life, mm. everything that it would entail. But now that I would say I practice, I would say two hours and 45 minutes of self-care every day, you know, between morning routine and night routine. Is it and worth it? Yeah, it's just part of me. And I mean, yeah. it helps, it even helps my attitude. Um, and I think that that was what, you know, you pointed out, I'm kind of positive. Um, but it really has even helped out my attitude and my confidence, mm. uh, which we are, it, you know, my, the women in my family, we're strong, we're independent, we're, we're there, but it really has changed my confidence and my attitude and keeping to that routine is what keeps me up there, you know? So I do it. I do the movement. I do the, the massage. I do the lymph oppression now every day because it makes a difference, I think. Um, so my, I figure I'm going to take, remeasure my legs, probably, uh, I may have more medical procedures ahead of me, unfortunately, but they're, they're okay. It's all going to be good. Um, it, you know, I think maybe at the end of May, April, I'm going to remeasure because that will have been a solid month that I'll have been doing twice a day. Well, you know, I'm uh, going to check back with you. <laughs> now, see, now I know I'll have to do the measuring. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're stuck with me. Like I said, when yeah. someone writes a genuine note of mm -hmm. heartfelt appreciation, it touched me deeply. And you're a very special individual. I'm so glad that we are connected. Yeah. I don't, I know you have other things going on today. So I just want to give mm. you the floor and say, if there's someone out there, I mean, you had a condition your whole life. You weren't even yeah. diagnosed until age 50. And yet here you are and you're yeah. inspiring other people with good information yeah. and, and your own journey. What yeah. would you say to someone watching who is just beginning or maybe just yeah. found out that they have yeah. lipedema or lymphedema? Well, and I, and I think it's a couple of different things. And, and the lipedema diagnosis, Diagnosis was just two years ago at age 60. So even at that, um, but I would say there are two different things that I would, I would have going. One would be for somebody like me, who's getting that late in life diagnosis, if you will, knowledge is power, you know, do the reading and, and try not to, you know, go for the, the, this doesn't have a quick answer. You know, this is something that you have to figure out what works best for you. And it's not the same for every person. There is not a one-size-fits-all solution for this. There may not even be a solution, but there is a solution to your well-being. And so I think for that, you know, you, you use the people that are out there are the inspiration to help us all get through it. So ask the questions, get the information, but check it up. You know, go look and read the, the articles and things about it. Don't just take somebody say so that this is the only path because it's not. But the other, the other thing I think is getting the word out because on lipedema, it, it blew my mind to hear that one in 11 women have it, yet in this country, it's largely unrecognized. So to kind of talk about it, I don't walk up to strangers and say, I think you have lipedema. I don't do that. But whenever somebody, oh, there, there's my people. Um, whenever somebody comes into my life, I don't hide it. And I say, this is what I have. Here's some information. Let me know if you have any questions. And I, I see a path in the future where I could be, I want people diagnosed young. 
mm. when there are possible solutions, when they could get that surgery that's maybe prevent progression or to make those change in their lifestyle that's going to prevent the the um, the adipose tissues from getting solid and and everything slowing down and causing further problems. I think that's important to kind of encourage those early diagnoses on the line, you know. So well said, and I love your point about knowledge being power and the knowledge you have gained and that yep. you've shared in this interview is going to empower many others. So I can't mm -hmm. thank you enough. You promise you're going to stay in touch, right? I promise. I know how to find you now. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I am so glad you found us. I'm so glad you found LymphoPress. Me too. Yeah. I love your point about how it's not just one tool in your toolbox, it, but it's a part of your full self-care approach mm -hmm. to life. Yep, and absolutely. I applaud you for doing that, Jenny. And thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It was, it was a pleasure to be able to share, you know. Yeah, it's, it's good to tell much. stories because stories yeah. help other people with their own story. And by yeah. the way, if you know someone out there who would have a great story to share about their lymphedema or lipedema, or if you know someone who would like to try the lympha press, send them my way, bviola at medschoolsupplier.com. <laughs> I'm your lipedema patient advocate. Great news. <laughs> and it would be great to work with you. And Jenny, thank you again. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. <laughs>Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lipedema one-on-one -on -one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphopress.com.